0: Hey, everybody. It's Matt here. And before we get to the episode today, I just want to invite you to slay this giant of sexual sin with us. I want to invite you to consider doing an event with us. We have so many different kinds of events that we could do. There's events for men. There's events for men and women. Events for parents, for youth, for young adults. There's Sunday morning preaching. Um, Some of the events that we do are for our one-time things, and some are weekend-long conferences. And so if this is on your heart, and you'd like to address sexuality and porn in your church or in your circle, in your ministry, or whatever that might look like, Uh, I would invite you to go to restoredministries.ca slash events. You can see what's possible there with some things that we've done in the past. And we're also very flexible with working with different event organizers and and churches in what it can look like for their particular setting. And so if you have it on your heart to carry the message forward of, of freedom and wholeness and health over sexual brokenness, I would love to chat about what that might look like. Go to restoredministries.ca slash events, and at the bottom of the page, you'll see my email, and feel free to email me. We can hop on a Zoom call together and look at what doing an event together might look like for you. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner.
1: And we're back. And it has been a journey for us to get to this episode. You don't know it. (laughs) Oh, by the way, Pure Victory Podcast, Brad here, Matt here. Sorry, we're just trying to get back into the swing of things here. We've been traveling, both of us, pretty extensively lately. And Matt more than me, I mean, he's been all over the map. But Birds, little birdies (laughs) flying everywhere, eh? flying
0: across North America. That's right.
1: Enjoying our wonderful airports and airlines. Brad had an adventure. My yeah. flight's been smooth.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I've had ten flights lately. It was ten for ten. Just oh, yeah, you were smooth. great, Braden and Kristen. Different story.
1: My yeah. wife and I, we were stuck in Laguardia in New York for almost a full day. And I think then you even Toronto. Said that with the New York New York act. Did I Laguardia? Laguardia. Yeah. Hey, I'm walking here. Yeah. No. And then and then Toronto, we were stuck there for like a full day too. So I'm glad to be home. Let's just put it that way. But thankfully, we're safe. Extra adventures. Extra Extra adventures. adventures. Yeah, lots of good memories for us. But anyways, uh, glad to be here to get into this episode today. Uh, This has been an area that we've had some feedback on from others, we've seen in our own lives, and just our culture at large. We're going to talk about social media today. This is a huge area that I think we all interact with and engage with. And I know that's a big topic. What do you mean by social media? Well, we understand that we all have social media in our lives. It is something that we use as a tool for others as a distraction. Sometimes it's just for pleasure. Um, We use it in a lot of different ways. And it can be, like I said, a tool, neither good nor bad. But also for many of us that maybe are battling porn, um, battling addiction, it is an entryway. It is something that pulls us deeper into our addictive patterns of behaviors. And let alone the fact that social media we know is very addictive all by itself. (laughs) So this is something that we want to talk about. How to use social media? How it should be part of our lives? If it should be part of our lives, we're going to go through a lot of different tracks uh, of understanding in this area uh, for us. And so let's get into Matt. Let's talk about social media.
0: Let's even go higher level at the start. I've been reading about devices and my wife in particular has been reading about devices but how much how much time on your device do you spend on social media you know we, we get these updates some of us on our phones i get them and it's like hey you spent six hours on your phone every day or eight hours on your phone every day and some of it i think is just for me at least put my phone down on the counter and youtube plays or or uh podcast plays or something i i I think that's some of it but i think most of it is we're just looking at our phones and so if you think about then how much of that is useful how much of that is just on social media and scrolling and numbing and wasting time it's pretty sad honestly when it i think like how many hours and hours and hours like thousands of hours have i spent scrolling over when did i get social media i think it was 19 when i got facebook for Mm -hmm. the first time Mm-hmm. So just how many hours, right? And, and what more could I have done? So we need outlets for us to just kind of escape and, and cool down and stuff. But, but just to have some wisdom and have like a higher level look, there's social media and there's devices. So I, I read this quote from Steve Jobs last week and somebody was asking him uh, like how his kids use social media and how, or not social media, how his kids use devices And what that looks like in their home. And he's like, we don't give our kids devices. Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't have them. Like at our dinner table, we don't have devices, parents, kids. We sit together and we talk. It was like, man, this guy made Apple. Like he made Mm -hmm. the iPhone and he sees the danger of it. And so if he's doing that, I, I, it was a couple of days after I read this and I was down in Minnesota with a great group, there's my Canadian accent. Minnesota, Minnesota. I heard that. Hey, Minnesota, like, oh. eh? <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> oh man, Minnesota. Is that how you say it? Just soft. Say mini, <laughs> mini. There you no, go. Go to mini. That's safe. Yeah, That's safe. I was down there, and he's like, "Man, this this guy said to me, he's like, these guys that make phones, and down in Silicon Valley, they make it, they profit off of it, but they don't tell us what they do personally with it because they." So many of them have caution with it, with their kids and their own, their own lives. Of course, I'm sure not all, but but lots of them do. So we're just kind of the suckers on the other end of it, the consumerism, or the consumeristic end of it. Going, hey, this is necessary in my life, is it though? And so my wife, I'm proud of her. For the last three years, she hasn't had social media. Man, it's done wonders in her life. It's done, it's it's amazing. Like she's just more at peace. She doesn't need to um, you know, get likes and stuff. And like, she takes a photo and she can just enjoy it, uh, for our family and keep it. And it doesn't need to instantly be put on social media. And then, and and then she's just more at, at peace with, you know, relationships. And, and I would say even relationships and she would say relationships has had, they've gotten deeper for her Mm -hmm. because she's like, when I want to talk to someone, I talk to them, I call them and, She has these long, long FaceTime calls or phone calls or, or, you know, of course, text conversations. And, and she's just, she reflects on it often because she's like, before I would take a picture and I just post it. And then you got to go back and see what comments there are and back and see what likes there are. And if you're thinking about somebody or, you know, want to see what they're up to, or maybe somebody has hurt you or whatever the case is, you just go and you creep on their page and you just look and it's like well what does that do like either you're comparing yourself negatively or you're like getting bitter because this person that hurt you is just living their life and and you don't really know so we we met this girl um my wife and I not met her but just saw her after a few years and and saw her recently and so she was telling me about how hard her life is right now and there were just a lot of challenges and then very shortly after that we saw this post and, and she's like I'm living in my dream right now and this life that I've prayed for I'm living it and we're just like yeah I mean we I'm sure we're, we're sure that's true in a 2 degree we're glad you're grateful but we also know the truth because the truth of the challenges are there and so social media you know we all know it in theory but I just want to encourage you like take a second or a second, take a few minutes and think and pray. Like how much time do I spend on their numbing? Mean, and and what's the effect of that? Mm-hmm. Um, because if we just don't really think about it, like, yeah, I know it's bad. And then it's more of a guilt thing. I don't want it to be guilty uh, to be guilt motivated if we make changes with social media, but rather like, oh, this isn't healthy for me. So what are the effects of social media? And you're
1: like, Braden, you're not on social media that much. No, I barely, barely am involved in it. Uh, I mean, a Facebook, but I don't use it very often. And, um, I mean, there's, there's reasons for that in my life too. But I think it's, I have recognized, like you're mentioning what, what Louise was, and that when you're very active in social media, you can, not all, you can, though, get to this kind of comparative mindset. You're, you're looking at others' lives and, you, you feel down on yourself because people are giving you their highlight reel, um, their finish line, so to speak, and in some of these things in life. And you compare that to your life and you feel bad and it just creates this nasty cycle. Um, the emotions that you feel often in uh, when you're navigating some of these sites and these platforms often is negative. Longing is there. Uh, and then when it comes to relational components, you're, you're more passive. You're not having an act of... Relationship with another, you're you're passive in that. You can see maybe what's going on in their life uh, in the highlight reel, but you don't really know what's going on for them. Uh, you don't have those conversations. We're not engaging with people the way that we should be anymore. We're having you know snippets of interaction with another, and there's no depth. There, it's very superficial. So then we become superficial. And I'm, I just want to say this very clear. Like I, again, social media can be a tool. It's neither good nor bad. It's what we make it. And unfortunately, though the components of it do interact with us often negatively, draws us into a certain kind of pattern of emotion, um, a certain pattern of behavior. Sometimes it's really funny, isn't it? Like uh, it makes us feel bad about things, and you think you'd avoid that, but it draws us in. It's it's really odd that it makes us do that. Like, well, when we're feeling bored or down in life or whatever, we will go to social media. We'll see others and what they're doing, what they're posting. And we'll make our comments on their page or their, you know, kind of their pictures on Instagram, whatever. We'll make their comments and they'll like things. Uh, and then the kind of, it's like this transactional thing. We do that for them. We expect them to do it for us. So we'll post something. Hey, you know, I was just at McDonald's. Look at my Big Mac. You know, you take an Instagram photo. of that, The YOLO, whatever. And then you want all those likes. Uh, and, and we get the dopamine hit when we do that. And it makes us feel better about ourselves for a moment when we don't get some of the likes or the comments that we're looking for, we feel down on ourselves. It's this really odd, weird thing that we do in this culture and day and age. So why, um, why, do you, why don't you go on social media? What's, the, uh, what's your... Part, part part of that is because of what I'm saying. You know, I don't, I don't love that aspect and I don't want to post my whole life to the world. Like I, I don't want to feel obligated when I'm at a beautiful restaurant with my wife to have to take pictures of us smiling for others uh, this is a private moment for me and her and I don't want to share it with another person um, we were just in Miami those photos are for me and her you know taking pictures on the beach or the beauty of that location I don't need to post that to try to get the affirmation of another and I'm not saying this to say hey look at me I'm better than you that's not it at all this is just something personally that that my wife and I this is a stance we've taken is it and we're more free, we find, uh, when we're going on vacation to places like that. I don't have to take 500 photos and post them so that people can see what we're doing. I don't feel the obligation to do that. And so that I can just be in the moment. I can be present. I don't have to you know, take a selfie and pose myself in a certain way to look the best that I can so that I get that like. It's freeing, to be honest. I, I, really, I really like that. Plus, also... Um, I don't have Instagram. I mean, our our ministry our organization has Instagram. There's good people that post there and post all the things we're doing. I don't like being on Instagram. And the, the stance I've taken, the reason why is because Instagram, as we know, is one of those big hooks. It can be. I mean, when you scroll Instagram, there is pictures of some pretty lewd stuff, even if you're not even looking for it. And I just, I don't want that in my life. Now that's me. That's the kind of stance I've taken. If you're on Instagram, use it as a tool for your work. Um, in life, I'm not hammering on you at all. Like often we do need to use these things, these platforms, because it's important in this this marketplace that we're in, this culture we're in. This is just something that a stance that I've taken because um, I know my triggers and I know that I'd be triggered if I was scrolling Instagram and I'm seeing these, for instance, Instagram models posting their workouts. Don't want to see that. Um, it's not good for me. So that's why I don't have it.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it. I like that you say you're more free too. Mm -hmm. And that you can just be more private, more content. Right. Yeah. That's really cool.
1: Yeah. And honestly, though, I understand that's not everybody's story. Like they need to use it for work um, and other things too. And, but it is a question I think we all need to ask ourselves. Like some of us, if it is, that is your main trigger point, your main arousal kind of template where you're going to Instagram and then eventually go to porn or masturbation. Matt, we've talked to people like this we've, and you've, you've coached people in this. You, you probably need to get rid of social media for about six months to just to reset your brain. Like you might have to take drastic steps like that because that is your entry point. That is your gateway drug, so to speak. And then you just go deeper into your addictive patterns and we don't want that for you. So you might have to make tough calls, tough decisions. Hey, I need to get rid of social media for, for a period of time.
0: Happens all the time. Guys hmm. are like, oh, it started on Snapchat or I got a, saw a reel on TikTok or whatever it is. Um, you see friends posting couple pictures, their marriages, and you're single or separated or divorced and you just feel lonely and start chatting to people or looking stuff up. It happens all the time. So you guys in Pure Freedom Journey, I feel like calling you guys out there listening. If you are struggling with social media, I just, I'm not calling you out negatively. I'm just saying... You're on my heart a lot. Mm. So we want you guys to be free. And you guys who are not in pure freedom journey is all good to same thing. But like, hey, if you're in this journey and you're investing in yourself, but still, still getting drawn back by social media, maybe it's time to take a stand. And so be be aware of that. I know for me, I don't, I don't really post a lot personally. If you look at my Facebook, I don't know. I don't know last time I posted other than ministry stuff. I'm sure there's been something recently, but in the last few months. But anyways, my personal Instagram, it just got hacked like a month ago or something. Right? And <laughs> I'm doing this podcast interview with someone and my phone is just blowing up. I'm looking like in my peripheral like out of out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, "Oh, these all these people that I don't even really hear from a lot, they're all texting me I'm like what's going on?" And then get off the interview and I'm like, "Oh, I'm I'm promoting Bitcoin now, Bitcoin mining on my Instagram." And then my wife comes banging on the door. Your Instagram got hacked. I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I saw that. So at least it was personal, not Instagram. I couldn't care less about the personal one. Right. There's one photo that I loved of one of my sons. I'm like, ah, oh, that's kind of gone. But I think we we have that somewhere. Yeah. But uh, anyways, I I just didn't care. Louise, like if you get this back, just delete it. I'm like, yeah, that's totally fine. I don't even know why I had it, honestly. And so just to think about, about that, I was like, why do you have it? I didn't really use it. If you have a page, can you get rid of it? We would like to get it back. If somebody out there has expertise on how to get it back from a hacker, that'd be great. Yeah, he did a good job. He fooled Instagram too. So (laughs) I don't really care. I just, we would get it back and and then delete it just so that somebody else doesn't have access. But we think that he just deleted the whole account. So anyways, at least it wasn't ministry. So we have uh, ministry, Facebook, Instagram. If you haven't followed yet, you can, if you're on Mm -hmm. there, restored sexuality on Instagram. I don't post a lot on there. Other people post for me, which is good, but I still go on and I see the re- response to posts and DM with people and just have to be very aware. You can, you can change the algorithm all you want. And I do yeah. putting, like I click intentionally on sports things or on uh scripture. Basically that's what it is like pastors and. Yeah. You hockey. said,
1: you said own your algorithm, right? You like own you, your algorithm. Yeah. I love it. Like you, your, your inputs include, yeah, equal your outputs. So you put input, good things like people that you look up to pastors, motivational stuff. And that's what you get spit out back at you. hundred percent. hundred percent. And so, and yeah.
0: And that's something that I do. And even with that, Instagram still throws in these little risque pictures of people on a beach or trainers, whatever. Right. So it's not full of it, but you go to the search page in Instagram, there's always something. So when I'm on there, I got to be aware of that. And I am, and lots of time I have to block pages or delete certain things or own the algorithm again and influence it again. So, um, you know, there, there's, there's times where you need it, but what's the wisdom that you have with it? Can you use it as a tool, right? Can you send people encouraging DMs? Can you send people encouraging uh, comments. Can you see somebody's post on social media and then send them a text or give them a phone call just about their post and, and encourage them with it or like, Hey, looks like you're doing great. Or, Hey, there's a struggle, uh, in your life. I saw this post just want to say I'm praying for you or whatever. And then actually pray for them <laughs> if you're saying that, but can you use social media for good? Right? Cause there's not just the bad side, but there's the good. And we don't want to ignore that. Um, We have a lot of people reach out through Instagram, through Facebook. And I think it's a fantastic thing. So can you use it for good and still just have wisdom? Know where you are, right? There's not like a hard and fast scripture. "Ah, Thou shall not be on Instagram. (laughs) It's not that. So just use wisdom. And uh, if you do need to take a step back, you reflect, go, this is affecting me. Maybe it's not leading you to porn, but it's just planting thoughts in your head. Yeah. That then you have to fight off. Those are annoying thoughts. Maybe it's good to take a break for a little bit and then rewire your brain with how you can respond to these pictures or videos when they come up. Yeah. Um, same thing on on like Facebook. These addiction, addiction experts that they have have trained Facebook that, hey, you should always make a notification every time someone opens the app, put a notification on. So you can go on Facebook, clear your notifications, go back on 10 seconds later, there's a new notification. Like, hey, you haven't posted in this Group And there's been 10 posts since you were last there. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know that. Why do you need to know that? But one of the main things they do on the app is they put the notifications on where the videos are at the bottom. Yep. And so they put a notification there. You click on it. Lots of those are dirty and you got to influence the algorithm, own the algorithm on that. And continually block. I, I honestly don't even know what blocking does. I've blocked how many like <laughs> dirty videos on there, Me too. and they still keep oh, coming yeah. back. It's they don't people. listen. They don't listen at yeah, all. It's like you just yeah. think you're doing something. <laughs> so yeah, have have wisdom with it, but also don't just think negatively. Is like, how could you use this for good and start to kind of with the Lord, like redeem, yeah, the influence of social media.
1: Yeah, and one thing I'll say to you is, if you need to take a step back. You need to really combat the mindset that, oh, I'm weak um, and I have to step back because I'm weak and I don't have the strength to do this. That's the wrong mindset. You actually have incredible strength in the Lord when you own your behavior and you release it to him and then you, you pull back in things. That's part of our healing journey. We need to do that. And, and you might be at that stage where you, you need to do that. And if you're wondering, well, what's my time frame? Well, you're a unique person. Uh, we do know by experts that it takes sometimes up to three months, some say six months to reset some of your brain chemistry and to kind of, you know, bring your dopamine levels back down to a manageable level because you've been so heightened for so long. So there's different, we we hear different things from experts, three months, six months, Matt, you probably heard some stuff too. Um, and so we need to understand there will be a time frame of extended period where we are doing other behaviors and we are moving away from something. And then eventually maybe you will be able to come back to social media. And as Matt's talking about it, when you do, though, you need to have a game plan. If you go back to your former life patterns that you used uh, before you got rid of social media, you're just going to go back to what you were doing before. So, you know, like right now, Matt and I, we're on MacBooks. Uh, Don't hate on us if you're an Android person or a PC person. But the reason I bring it up is because when we both got these, we were given an operating manual. Everything that you buy, tech, whatever else, anything, your vehicle, you get operating manuals. You have a better understanding when you read those manuals how to use the product um, that you purchased. It's the same thing with social media. Um, before you go back to it, have an operating manual for yourself. Build some guidelines, amount of time that you're gonna be on it. How are you gonna use it? I think that it's, if you can use more positivity within your interactions with social media, like Matt said, sending positive, encouraging messages to people, um, reading encouraging biblical based advice for yourself watching um, different pastors or preachers that you really like, engaging with some some things that are positive and proactive in your life on those, those uh, platforms. But being aware, I think that often we're so passive when it comes to our use with things like social media that we're not understanding the influence it's having on us and we're not understanding the choice that we have in some of these things. We just become swept by the tide of social media and, you know... <laughs> You're spent three hours on it or whatever. And you're like, what just happened? <laughs> so if you're proactive, if you have some procedure with this, like an operating manual, this is what I'm going to do when I go on social media, you're going to be set up for better success with it and use it as a tool versus it using you and it interacting with you in a negative way. And then it pulls you back into those patterns, maybe of going to masturbation or porn. So we have to have some awareness of what we're doing in life. You have to have a plan. If you just get rid of social media for six months, but have no plan. I mean, I always think of that. I mean, it doesn't really relate, but it does on a level. But when scripture, when Jesus talks about tying up the strong man, but also, you know, getting rid of demonic presence in your life is really what he's saying. If (laughs) so, you do that and that that demonic presence leaves, but if it comes back and finds a home swept and nothing's in it again, it's just going to be even worse for you. It's the same kind of mentality. You get rid of something, you have to fill your life with something good too. So, use that time that you're getting rid of social media to fill your life with good, to fill your life with the patterns that are going to make you healthy. Um, your your walk with Christ, being very vibrant in that area. Lean into that. Your accountability and your community structures, being very intentional about those things and having those things. More proactive behavior in your health, and your physical health, and your spiritual health. Having those things in place, because if you do nothing when you get rid of social media. Matt and I would just say you're it's probably not gonna be, you know, very successful, you're not gonna be very successful when you come back to it. because um, we understand it is a tool in in our world. Like it is the way that we connect to many people. So we can't, we're not gonna tell you that you you have to get rid of it forever. Some of you maybe that's the case, but we understand we're realists here. We know that for business and you know, different things, sometimes we need to use it. So you gotta have a plan in place. If you don't, you're just gonna get swatted around. And we don't want that for you. <laughs> kind of like <clears throat> kind of like people say
0: money is a it, it's not good or bad it just reveals your character mm-hmm. and you could say with with um social media not necessarily good or bad but it reveals the state of your heart and so are you using it to escape or lust or are you using it for good right and so if you need to take time just make sure that you're not just idle in that time take time away but renew your mind heal your heart come back maybe it could be a redemption thing you're <clears throat> you're seeing pages that he used to bring you back and now they're not, uh, bring you down. Um, <laughs> I saw this, I saw this video, uh, on Instagram. There you go. So, mm-hmm. and it was just so funny. This guy, he goes, um, this like a week ago. He said, uh, working out is kind of like golf. No, sorry. He didn't say that. He said, working out is the opposite of golf. <laughs> it's like working out. I, uh, I don't really feel like going. I got to convince myself, go there, get through the workout, leave. I feel great. He's, this guy is so funny. He's like leaving the golf course when he's doing this. He's just like, so beat up on life. He's like golf. I think about it all week. I can't wait. I want to get to the golf course. Then I go and it's terrible. And I leave and I feel like crap about myself. (laughs) And I feel like, why do I do this to myself? I didn't even have fun. Now I just feel worse. It was so funny. (laughs) And so I think about that too with social media is like, how do you feel after Mm -hmm. a time on social media? And so can you redeem that? And can you go, okay, I'm actually going to use this for good and send messages and have really good, healthy conversations. And I just think that's great. So if we could do that and then also be aware of the downside, I think that that's good from a lust standpoint, but also just from an emotional health standpoint. And are you using it to advance God's kingdom or are you just kind of using it to waste time when God has so much more for you? Yeah. And so if you need to take a step back, like my wife for three years or just, indefinite she doesn't have a plan on coming back i I think that's awesome i'm on there primarily for the ministry and uh and i think that's great too but more and more i'm just getting other people to do things for us do posts or run ads or or whatever it is so i'm just like trying to step back more and i and i love it so um if you could do that even just for mental health and for emotional health for real life connection not deceiving yourself and to think into thinking that you're connected when really we're
1: not, I think that that'd be that'd be really good. So yeah, and and some tips with it too. That's a great mindset to have. What you're describing, I think that we need to have some environmental awareness about how we use it. I mean, kind of coming back to that. Um, you know, if you're scrolling social media late at night before bed, uh, we would just say to you, I probably not the best time" because you're. You're more acting out of your limbic system than your prefrontal cortex, and that's just a brain thing, um, meaning that you're, you're more reactive, you're more emotional, you're, your inhibitions are down, you're not thinking clearly, you're tired. Um, and so you're going to make decisions that often steer more negative, steer more towards your bad behaviors. So be aware of when you are using social media, the time of day, your your you know your environment. You know, is there certain areas that you have gone to social media in the past that trigger you? And so, these are some of the questions that you need to start asking yourself, uh, because again, the lack of awareness is often the reason why we are engaging with social media in a way that is harmful for us. We're not aware. We're not aware of what we're feeling. We're not aware of our environment. We're not aware of how we're using it. Uh, we're just not aware. So that's why you need to start asking these questions and. You might need the help of others. Uh, I know that sometimes there's blind, spot, there blind spots in our life that we don't uh, see. We, we're not aware. And we need our loved ones sometimes that see our life, know our life a little bit better um, that can speak into that. Because sometimes you don't realize, man, I'm using social media way too much. <laughs> your loved one, ask, hey, if you're a guy, ask your wife. You know, ask her. If you, and vice versa, ask your husband. You know, if you're a woman, ask your husband, you know, How often am I using this? Is this impacting my current relationship with you? (laughs) Am am I stepping away from my responsibilities because I'm stuck in this world that is digital? Um, Ask your loved ones those questions. And they're hard questions to ask, but sometimes you need to have those difficult conversations because we're not aware of how this is impacting even others. So think of that too. This doesn't just impact me. It impacts people around me. And uh, we need to ask those people that are closest to us, is it impacting them? Because we know the stats, our level of activity with social media these days is quite advanced. I mean, we're on it a lot and we're on our devices, as Matt said, a lot. So monitoring that, you know, maybe I'm on this too much and maybe not even a porn thing. Like maybe it's just, I'm addicted to my device and social media, which isn't helpful either I mean, and maybe it's not advanced as porn, but man, it's, it's keeping you distracted in life. You're not being able to focus on the things that really matter. And I, I'm, I'm putting my hand up to this too, because I can do this too. I mean, I'll, I'll scroll sports stuff to the detriment sometimes of my marriage. And my wife will call me out on it. Like, "Hun, you you've been on this way too much. She'll tell me. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And, and so th- that's important for us to recognize that this is impacting others too. But sports is necessary, Brad. You can just tell, Christy. <laughs> <Yeah>, that's true. <laughs> just, just like the air we breathe, we need it. <laughs> like the, you need it. <laughs> hey, the Oilers are on a 16-game winning streak as of recording today. Oh, so.
0: man, they're on a yeah. heater. I know. You, yeah. Yeah, so just tell her. Like, yeah. Matt said, Matt agrees with me. It, it's okay. I yeah. got to read about the Oilers. That's right. <laughs> uh, resources. If you want to watch The Social Dilemma, if you haven't yet, it's a great show just on The Social Media Dilemma um and if you want to read a book that we are reading lately called The Glow Kids or not The Glow Kids mm-hmm. but just Glow Kids it's a great book it'll freak you out honestly about the impact of devices and um and what we do with it and the impact on our brain and on our uh, mental health and just like gets into the science of it and uh, very fascinating and very eye-opening uh, and so I, I encourage you to do that and, uh, and just really encourage you also just to have wisdom. If you want to, um, get some help, please go to familylifecanada.com. There's events going on for your marriages, uh, all throughout Canada. Um, and there's resources just that you can take in. If you want help for sexual stuff for porn, then restoredministries.ca. There's different resources there and you can book a call to see what's best for you. So hope that that's a blessing and we will chat next week.